This is season two of the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collingsworth. Each week, we'll hear the story of what God has done in the lives of different people. We'll talk about things that have marked them, and I know you'll be encouraged. Most of them are just like you. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Before we get started today, I wanted to uh, mention something that I think you guys would really enjoy engaging with, and that is Beth Moore's new Bible study, The Quest. Um, It's a six-week Bible study, so it won't even take you very long. Um, And it's really different in format and just kind of in the way that it works from a lot of for other Bible studies. Um, It's very, you know, user-friendly in the fact that, like, Oh, so much of it is about, uh, is about prayer journaling, and it's about you engaging with the Lord and asking Him a lot of questions. Um, I hope that you guys will take a look at it. You can go to lifewide.com slash the quest um, to see plenty more information to find out how to purchase it. Um, you can watch a promo video, um, but it's got real short videos. So if you're used to her long um, 45 to an hour long videos, this one, it feels totally different than that. Um, and so it may work for one of your small groups this fall or for what your community group may be interested in. But if you have just a lot of questions and want to learn about um, you know, intimacy with God, how to pray um, and just really to dig in to see what some of the hard questions that we deal with in the Bible are. This is a great fit for you. So I hope that you will explore um, looking into Beth Moore's new Bible study, The Quest. Um, But today on the episode, I'm really excited about our guest. Um, Her name is Sophie Hudson. And I am going to guess that a lot of you have either read something that Sophie has written, you have read her blog, um, you have just engaged with her in some way. But Sophie, I'm so glad that you're here today. How are you? I'm so good, Mary Margaret. How are you? I am good. I'm so glad we get to do this. I like I remember walking up to you at Dot Mom last year, one of our mom events at Lifeway, and I was like, I was like, I've been reading your blog for a really long time. I, I was like, I felt so awkward, but I just had I felt like I had to tell you because I really love your blog. Well, you are really sweet. I need to update that blog a little bit more than I have been <laughs> doing lately. But well, maybe this but is this is your charge to get on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, it's just one of those things. I think that um the more sort of I've moved into writing books, it's made it a little bit harder to write the blog, but I still love it so much and um, and love to get back to it when I can. Yeah, absolutely. And she is affectionately known as Boo Mama on the internet and on all kinds of social media. So we'll show you ways that you can connect with her online. But, um, but Sophie, will you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about who you are? Sure, Mary Margaret. I, <laughs> I I am um, just a mama and a wife, and I work at a, um, a school here in Birmingham as the dean of women, but I'm, that's really just sort of an on-campus mama mm-hmm. job, so I work a lot with teenage girls, and when I'm not there, and in the summertime, I love to write and have done that on the blog, and then on the, over the last few years, um, three books, and then I have a podcast with my friend Melanie called The Big Boo Cast, and so... Um, I don't know, just, just living a really fun and, um, I don't know, kind of unexpected life with the writing, but, um, a great everyday life here in Birmingham. Yeah. I was about to ask you, like, is this at all what you thought you'd be doing at some point? Oh no. Oh no, Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. I don't know what I thought I'd be doing. Honestly, like I, I always thought when I was younger, I was like, I want to be a magazine editor and Mm. and then, um, or I wanted to be like a producer on the news or something. And um, I just never knew that I could do the writing thing Mm -hmm. because I guess because of my writing style, maybe a little bit, you know, I I don't have like a fiction writing bone in my body. I cannot, (laughs) I don't have the imagination or the skill for that. And so, um, so it's really fun to be able to just kind of write about real life and, um, but also still say so connected to and plugged in with just, um, I don't know, the girls at school and mm-hmm. our friends from church and all that kind of stuff. It's, it, it 
it's been a, a really unexpected, but really fun road. I'm sure, you know, it's just, it's neat to see how all those pieces kind of come together unexpectedly so often, you know, they just look a little different than we thought. And, you know, the Lord ends up directing our steps in ways that we never could have, you know, asked him for even, um, but we just do the, the next thing that makes the most sense and walk in obedience with him. And he just kind of, he takes us there. You know, and so that is so true. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just opens the door. You walk through it and and you don't know necessarily what's going to be on the other side of it. But um, it always somehow ends up being a blast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things I know you said you are not a fiction writer and I could never write a fiction book either. I'm just like, I can't. I don't think I'm that, I'm not that like innovative or creative, even with like names. I feel like they would all be like Susie and Jane <laughs> and Mary. And like, I like some of the names I read in books. I'm like, I could know, I don't know where they came up with that, but I love it. And, um, but the thing that I love about reading your books, and I remember I sent, um, my mom, a copy of your first book. I said, mom, you have to read this is like, I just found like, you just tell stories. And I just so found myself in so many of those stories. And I found myself laughing. I found myself crying. And it was just one of those things that I just, like was basically in hysterics half the time when I was reading the book, but it was just because it was real stuff, you know? Thanks, Mary Margaret. That's really really sweet. (laughs) Yeah, I think I love reading about people's real lives and Mm -hmm. I love to read about, I love reading about people's families and um, I just love the ways that the Lord works kind of in the day to day. And I don't, I think that I am, I love being taught from sort of loftier, you know, places than maybe real life. That's, Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. But the Lord so many times is so sweet to instruct me just like in the middle of the aisle at the grocery store or, you know what I mean? Like with a really good sunset, I Mm -hmm. feel like so many times I, I see, um, evidence of his character and his creation and um, in those moments that we we kind of walk through and live through with our families and our friends and in our churches and in our jobs Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff really for some reason resonates with me and speaks to me a lot yeah I love that and you know with with what you do you know with working at a school with working with teenage girls specifically and then being involved in church and everything like what are the things that really drive you like the things that really you know that you're passionate about that kind of drive the things that you end up doing and spending your time doing I, I feel for some reason I have this, I was telling somebody this a couple of weeks ago. I am not like a super kind of, I don't think anybody would use the word passionate to describe me. I tend to, <laughs> I tend to sort of run in third gear a lot. Uh-huh. Like I just, I, you know, just whatever. Uh-huh. But, but for some reason, I really like, I, I love to see what the Lord is doing in the generation behind me. Mm. And I love to cheer those girls on. And I, I love, love to fight for those girls to see how intricately the Lord has designed them, how perfectly he has made them, how intricately he has, he has worked out their, their, their lives and their callings, like all that for some reason, really that, that just, that gets me really revved up. And mm-hmm. so I think to have a little bit of a front row seat just for a tiny part of their lives, but oh, yeah. for, for any part of their lives, I think um, I just, I love to cheer them on. And mm-hmm. and I think that when I was that age, when I was a teenager, I had so many questions. As, as somebody who grew up in the church, you came to faith when I was 14, you know, I, I, like, but I still had so many questions that I did not ask. Mm. And I really suffered in my late teens and early twenties, but now listen, by virtue of my own choices, but there was just a lot of stuff that I didn't get settled. And so I stayed really immature in my faith for a long time. And so I think when I look back at those girls now, you know, I think like, what, what's some of the stuff that we can, we can sort of dig into and settle 
so that as you move forward in your life, you are walking secure in who mm-hmm. you are in Christ and and who he has called you to be and yeah. what he has made you to be. Um, I love that a lot. I love that. And that that is something that like I could I could stand up on a soapbox right there with you and say so many of the same things. And like what are what are some of the ways that that then fleshes out like you know as you are cheering on the younger girls in your life and the younger women that are in the generation behind you like how how does that look, you know, kind of on a day-to-day or week-to-week or just on a regular basis for you? I think, you know, work, what it looks like a lot. I don't deal with the super serious stuff at school. Mm-hmm. We have really qualified, <laughs> like real counselors yeah. who do that. I deal with more of the day-to-day stuff. And mm-hmm. so, um, so I deal with, with the girls when they're, when they're stressed or when they just have a really bad morning. Um, a lot of times if they have had a fender bender on the way to school or they've had a fight with their mom or, um, they're super stressed out because of everything they've got going on during the week. And um, so I really just hear about their real lives mm-hmm. more than anything, more yeah. than I hear about any of the dramatic stuff. And and so I really think one of the things, like one of the things I find myself saying to girls a whole lot, especially in, in during periods of time when they have questions or when they feel like, Things aren't necessarily fair. Mm-hmm. It's just reminding them that the Lord's building empathy in them. He's building compassion in them. Like none of these little incidental sort of bothersome day-to-day things are wasted yeah. in God's economy. And so really, I think more than anything in the day-to-day, what I get to do is I just get to listen to them, you know, mm-hmm. and I get to to pray with them and I get to um, just remind them how much God loves them. And really, I mean, sort of basic foundational things in terms of faith, um, but Ultimately, I think, hopefully, um, we have some moments along the way that are encouraging them, encouraging to them and, um, and things that will, will help, will sort of push them forward in their relationship with him. Yeah, I love that. And it just... I think so often for us, you know, when we have gotten, you know, we're a little bit further ahead and we've got women right behind us, you know, that are younger, whether they're in, you know, their young adult years, whether they're in college or high school, middle school, wherever it is that you kind of find yourself looking backwards and seeing those women. Um, It's so easy, I think, for us to go into go mode and like try to solve their problems and tell them what to do or not do. Oh, come on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think in what you said just a second ago, just like that, you just get to sit down and listen. You know, that is such a key, key piece of all of this, because I'm the worst when it comes to this because I just want to go oh let me tell you and I'll just like 15 minutes later I'm like oh shoot like I don't even really know what their problem is I'm just telling them like mistakes they shouldn't make and things they shouldn't do and you know and I don't even listen to what's really going on so it's a learning thing you know for sure when I because I taught English for a long time and then I moved into this job that I currently have like three years ago and Mm -hmm. I think probably the first six months my personality sort of by nature is a fixer. Like, you know, I, I'm going to listen for a little bit and then I'm going to tell you a lot of things I feel like you could do. <laughs> yes. Um, and I learned pretty quickly that I couldn't fix any of it. Yeah. Really and truly, because so much of what I'm hearing in the day to day really comes, it, like it really boils down to, you know, struggles that people are having with insecurity or struggles that people are having with calling or struggles people are having with, um, re- recognizing their value, and and so because of that, I mean, I can't I can't solve that thing in a fifteen minute conversation. Right. But I can I can love them. I can rem- remind them who God says they are. Mm-hmm. And I think when I finally realized, like, oh, sister, you can't fix it. Like it was so liberating yeah. because you you just point them back to Jesus and point them back to Jesus mm-hmm. and point them back to Jesus. I love that, and that's that's the piece that. 
that changes everything is that when they can realize and grasp, I've been talking to some women over the last couple of weeks and, um, and we've talked about, you know, kind of looking at girls ministry, women's ministry and how like, we're all just really grown up girls at the end of the day that like when we start doing women's ministry stuff, it's very like cohesive in a lot of ways from what we do to, to love on and minister to teenage girls. You know, but the more that these teenage girls can, you know, or college age girls or w- whatever age, you know, can grasp a hold of the truth of, of who God is, how he's created them, you know, uniquely how he has wired them and just who who he is to them the less mm-hmm. recovery ministry we have to then go into into motion with as adults you know the less that we have to kind of come behind and help them cl- pick up the pieces and clean up the stuff because they have grasped it and they're walking forward with it and they're you know claiming it in those hard moments and then they're they're influencing other women to claim it in those hard moments and and the less it really just kind of feels like we're having to pick up pieces at the end of the day. And um, the more that I think we can help younger girls realize these truths at whatever age they are, the more that it will change the way that we do everything we do, you know, in ministry to women. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I had, a, I went to breakfast a, a few weeks ago with a girl I taught when she was in 11th grade and mm. we stayed in touch when she was in college and now she's, she's a, she's out of college and she's um, kind of in the middle of her first job. And, and, we talked through some things that she was sort of wrestling with and she just sort of vented for a, a couple of hours. She texted me one day last week and she said, you know, the more I sort of dig into this particular time in my life, she said, what I'm seeing more than anything is even though it's not easy, I'm seeing how like how deliberately God orchestrates the details for us mm-hmm. because there's something that he wants us to get out of that. And I thought, well, sister, if you can get that at 22, at 23 yeah. years old, like if you can see the hand of God, even in the hard mm-hmm. things, I feel real good about, what, <laughs> about oh, yeah. what's ahead for you, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to like, I feel like when I was that age, what I, I was, I was fighting so hard to get my way on so many levels and there was very little surrender. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you, when you like, that's somebody who like the gospel to her is, is, is life in the day to day. And I mean, that'll just, that'll, that'll carry you for a little bit, you know? Oh Yeah. And and it and other people then hear it because it's it, but when it becomes life to you, it becomes the thing that you talk about, the thing that you focus on, the thing that you are pointing other people back to, and it ends up being you end up being an influencer that way because it has become life to you, so. right? And because it's real life, it's not it doesn't come across as contrived or mm-hmm. it's as not self-righteous. theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just it's just real life and it's um and it becomes you're just a living breathing testimony as you go through the day to day which is awesome i mean that's just it's so encouraging to me Mm -hmm. to see young women who are walking in that kind of confidence and that kind of freedom oh yeah i love it i love it and you know just kind of in that vein of like things that we have walked through things that we've experienced like what is you know what is something that has marked you along the way sophie Oh, there has been a lot. I think, um, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I had so many questions and, and those and those unanswered, unresolved questions, which that's not anybody's fault. I was prideful and just I learned to speak the language of faith. And I just I was very content to sort of sit in my immaturity. Um, but when, after my husband and I got married and I moved to Baton Rouge because that's where he lived. And I always say it's a good idea to be in the same place, you know, when you can, when you're married. (laughs) Yes. Um, but I got a job teaching at a Christian school in Baton Rouge. I did not have any intention of, of working in a Christian school. It just happened to be where I ended up. Um, thanks to the Lord's, um, providence and, 
that school, my time there, um, those kids at that school welcomed me and loved me in such a way. I'd always wanted to be somebody who was involved in, I always have loved teenagers and loved that age group, but Mm -hmm. it was a very self-serving thing for me um, at first. And so I think that that time in that place where um, time in the word and time with time in worship was um, a huge priority every day. Um, the Lord really started to repair and teach me about how how to maybe walk through life yeah. with an arm stretched out to the generation behind me in a way that was healthy mm-hmm. and um, and honoring and um, I don't know and, and and in that I feel like I he just he sort of repaired and 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 healed a lot of places in my heart that. A lot of those questions that I'd had before, I think I, I just I started to settle into those answers, yeah. and so it's just a sweet time. That's awesome. A sweet time, and with with in ministry with those kids. Even though I probably then I wouldn't have even said I was in ministry. I would have just mm. said I want to get a Christian high school. Yeah, but I don't. I would have said I was in ministry. Um, but th- there was just some. I I think we settled some things, or mm-hmm. I settled some things with the Lord, and if that point in time. Oh, yeah. Or he love- settled things in me. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of both. I love yeah. that. You know, and and I think one way that you are doing what you're saying, like of reaching back to the next generation is is in your writing. And, you know, and you are, um, you know, you have a brand new de- journaling devotional. I can't get my words out today called All in All. And who doesn't love something to journal in? Listen, you talk about something I love to do uh-huh. when I was a teenage girl is is to get me some good pens. Oh, yeah. And to write down my thoughts. Yes. I love- <laughs> Love that. Uh huh. My handwriting, I was all about. I still love that. I still love a good pen. I, do, I still oh, love mm-hmm. some good paper. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just over and over again. You know, I would, I would hear girls. I would kind of watch them and, um, and you know, kind of see how the things that they love to do and see what they love to read. And I had, for a while, had wanted to write a devotional book for teenage girls. And when it, we actually finally started to talk about it. Um, and realized that it could be kind of a devotional and a journal all in one. I was yeah. like, oh, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I believe that this, this this may be a dream come true. Yeah. I just never knew I had that dream in my heart. But mm-hmm. That's awesome. And like what, you know, kind of what's, is there a story behind it? Is there like a, you know, like when you, when you sat down and put your hands on the keyboard and started writing this kind of like, what, what were you picturing at the end of the day? You know, who were you picturing sitting down with this book? You know, it's a funny that you asked me that because at first it was, I felt like I was having a little bit of a hard time getting started. Mm-hmm. And my friend Lisa Jackson said to me, I was talking to her about it one day and she said, she said, just imagine that you're writing to the girls who sit in your office every day. Mm-hmm. And she said, and just see what that does. And as soon as I did that, it was like, I was good. Yeah. I, like it was kind of, like it helped me find my tone. And, and I feel like so much of the stuff that I listen to girls talk about and so much of the stuff that um, that I can look back and say that I struggled with um, ultimately boils down to a question of identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that whole thing of who am I, um, why am I here, what am I made for, all those kinds of things, am I enough, which you know, probably, I mean, on my own, no, but, but the Lord is enough. He is sufficient. And because of his sufficiency, then, then I'm enough. And so, um, and so I think I just, I kind of started keeping, uh, keeping a little list of just different topics, um, little moments that I would have, whether it was in the grocery store or in my car, um, 
where again, I felt like the Lord was, was reminding me of something or teaching me something just in the day to day. And yeah. so I really, um, I mean, it was really kind of as the Lord taught me those things or remind me of those things, I would, I would write a devotional. Yeah. And, um, and then over the course of a period of time ended up with a hundred of them. Mm. So I love that. I love it. So I hope, I hope that it will really be an encouragement, um, to young women and even if younger girls, you know, if middle school age girls read it with their moms, like I hope it will be an encouragement to them just in terms of, um, you know, as they ask themselves themselves the question, like, is God disappointed in me? No, mm-hmm. he's not. Like, is God, yeah. does he really love me? Yes, he does. Like, just to settle some of those foundational questions mm-hmm. um, that really enable, once you settle those things that really kind of propel you toward growth and maturity in your relationship with him. And also, I think just to cultivate the discipline of spending time with him every day, oh, you know, yeah. to sit down and then to, to read your devotional and to read the scripture and then to answer those questions with your favorite pens, um, I hope will be something that is life-giving to them. I love that. And it just, and I think it will be. And just to ask the question, what are your favorite pens? Oh, okay. I have different ones for different things. Yes. Oh, tell like, me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my favorite all-time pen is the Pentel Sign Pen, which is kind of, a lot of people don't like them because it's a, got a little bit of a marker quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like those, um, like I had one yesterday at church. Like I really like those for taking notes because for some reason, I just, the size of them, I, I really enjoy those. That's my all-time favorite pen. Mm-hmm. And um, I love a Sharpie. I really love a good Sharpie. Mm-hmm. I'm not as much a fan of the Sharpie pen because mm-hmm. I feel like it bleeds sometimes. Yeah. So if I were going through the devotional, I would probably use a gel pen. There's Ooh, a Pentel yeah. gel pen I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't bleed through. It dries quickly. Um, I like those. So that's a that's a quick recap of Ooh, my favorite pen. That, that's a good smattering. And, and a lot of those come in multiple colors too, which, you which know. Which is so important. Yes, because so important. Some days are green days. Yes. Some days are pink days. Mm-hmm. Some days are blue days. You just yes. never know. I love it. And like, I have a little jar. I had it out on my nightstand last night. That's all these. And I love those little felt tip pins sometimes for things like, and that's more for like, if I'm writing something down on an index card and I want it to be like thick, it's not like as thick as a marker, but not as thin as a pen. <laughs> that's, a, a pen. Yes. That, that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not as thick as a marker, but it's thicker than a pen. Yes. And th- th- those are important pens to have. Like, oh, and, yes. And my, my church right now has the best like ballpoint pens and I keep <gasps> a stash of them in my purse. Um, but they're one of what? those, like, I don't even know what they are. I have, I have it in my hand as a matter of fact, but they're really cute. I hope to find that out. Oh, they're a paper mate. It's a paper mate. It's got a click. And I like a, sometimes I like a click and sometimes I like a lid. Yes. Same. You just yeah. don't know. You, you don't, know. don't know. It's for different. It is. They all have different purposes though. Cause I have a smattering of pens. If I were to open up my purse right now, like you'd see all these pens and, um, mm-hmm. but they, I use them for different things. So I love that. Yeah. Like for my journal, I don't necessarily like, like my everyday journal. I don't necessarily like my sign pen because yeah. it, but I love a good ballpoint pen, mm-hmm. something that's, or a gel pen for that. So yeah. I really, if I could have, I would have, you know, if it were possible, Mm -hmm. I would have released the book with different kinds of pens for different (laughs) pen. But that would maybe be a little difficult in terms of distribution. Maybe just a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. if you like a, if you like a fine tip pen, I would suggest this. If you mm-hmm. like a medium pen, I would suggest this. But. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. And, you know, and I think uh, hopefully the, these women, t- I feel like most women resonate with the multiple pen fascination. <laughs> and so, 
<laughs> so I think that it's just so funny because we don't write nearly as much as we used no, to. No, we don't. We do everything on our phones and our computers, mm-hmm. but the but the stink of a good pen somehow has survived. Yeah, it really has. And I'm still one. Like I keep, and I'm sitting here with it, sitting here on my left hand side because I'm left handed. But like I keep like a notebook of like my work stuff that I'm working on and you know projects and things because there's something about like and I are you the type that would like write like if you've got a to do list and you did something that wasn't on the list are you the type that would go back and put it on the list so you could check it off oh yes ma'am I'm I'm like it's just one more thing I've accomplished and I want proof that I did it I gotta have credit like I need I need I need credit for for that I don't need it from anybody but my checklist Mm -hmm. but let's just be clear that I that I got that done yeah and credit where credit's due and cross it off the list yes. for sure. <laughs> so good. Well, that that honestly makes me feel a little bit more normal. And I feel like some of these women listening are going to have resonated with the same, with the pins and the markers and just how we feel about lists and things. And, you know, cause I'm like, I can check it off on a little box on those reminder things on my, on my phone, but it's just not nearly as much fun. Mm-mm. I have tried several, like there, and there's actually, I really do like the, um, now I can't think of the name of it, but wonder list. I do like the wonder mm. list app yeah. for kind of keeping track of different areas of my life. Mm-hmm. But when it comes right down to it, when it comes to the day to day, like I, I like a list on a post-it note mm-hmm. or an index card. And I like to, I like to cross through it. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Me too. And it just, I, I like a post, a, a post-it note or as Beth Moore would call it a stick note. You know, a, stick stick note, a sticky note, sticky mm-hmm. note, and then um, mm-hmm. you know those things. And I have some of the lined ones, and those are fabulous too. But I still Ooh, like going to the grocery store. They like it's a handwritten list. Like I, I've tried to do it on my phone, and I just can't do it. I'm saying yeah. I, I like it. I like a handwritten list at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> oh, <this laughs> See, that's that's. I don't know what people needed today when when <laughs> when they turned on this podcast, but I hope that we have met. Their pen and to do list names, yes. Mary Margaret. As I well feel as, like yes, we've hit we've hit a lot of things so far, and we're we sure and have. we're not even quite done yet. You know, like I just <laughs> I, I feel like this is that we're hitting a lot. Like we're turning a whole lot of the engines on, like today, like just all the different. <laughs> it's all firing. So at least I hope so. If not, if not, it's just uh-huh. you and me talking. I think people have turned us off. I'm not sure. Well, but, or either or they've hit pause because they need to get on Amazon and order some pens. Exactly. I know because I'm mm-hmm. sitting here. I'm making a list of the pens you mentioned because I want to make sure I've got good pens. So and we'll probably thought, link to them in the post too. That, so. that pen tail sign pen. I feel like I have changed some lives with that one. Yeah. There, it was um, one Sunday in church about a year ago. We we um, sit as much as we can with our small group in in church. And there are two girls in that mix who are my son's age. And mm-hmm. so they were getting ready to take notes during the sermon. And I passed each of them a brand new sign pen. Mm. And as I started to write, both of them looked at me like, oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Life-changing yes. pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, at the end, I was like, listen, I'm even going to let you keep it. Like, mm-hmm. that's how much I love you. Ooh. I'm going to let you keep that pen. And you just remember the Lord's faithfulness to you on this Sunday. Through the <laughs> he provided pen. you a good, good <laughs> pen. He did a good word and yes. a good pen to yes. take notes about it with. I love yes, it. ma'am. <laughs> so good. And, you know, just thinking about girls that age and all of this, like what is, is there some like life lesson that like you could look back on and go, oh gosh, like I wish I would have figured this out sooner. Like what's like, if, if there was like one or two things, what would those things be? Oh. Just things you wish you would have figured out at an, at an earlier age. There's so much I wish I had figured out <laughs> at an earlier age. Um, one of those things, and I know it's kind of an over, um, or it gets a little bit of an eye roll when you talk about it, but one of those things is purity mm. in terms of that. It's not just your reputation. Yeah. 
Um, and it's not, it's, it's, it's just as much a condition of the, of the heart and the mind as mm-hmm. it is your actions. Yeah. Um, I'd have loved to have gotten that ironed out a little bit earlier, just in terms oh, yeah. of my thought life. And I, there's even a devotional. I think there's a devotional. Maybe I just wrote it in my head. Um, but about, you know, and I know I've written about it before, but like in terms of what the things that I read and watched when I was younger, I wish I had settled some of that. Mm-hmm. I think it could have spared me some heartache and some, um, some shame for sure down mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been good to settle. But I think more than, than that, even, um, I always knew that God was loving. I always knew that he was the God of grace and peace. I always knew that. Um, I'm not so sure that I was kind of in check maybe as much with, um, sort of his, his care for, for me mm-hmm. and his intention, and the way that he was very deliberately working out some things, I just sort of had my own picture of of what my life should look like. And I wish that I had settled the notion of surrender. A mm. good bit too. But, yeah. you know, I mean, the Lord is faithful. His timing is always right. And maybe I wouldn't have the heart that I do for, for these girls if, you know, if I had just been full of awesome at that age. Yeah. Because um, I was not full of <laughs> I, w- I wasn't either. At, at all. So. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think but really identity and and his sovereignty, his purpose, his plan, his care, I think would have been good to sort of check into at that point. Yeah. And also, I'll say this. Um, I, I wish I had I wish I had had dug into the sufficiency of scripture at that age, too, mm-hmm. which I know is kind of a big concept. But but I wish all those questions I had about the Bible and about how it all fit together. I wish I had asked that stuff earlier. Oh, yeah. But, Absolutely. Instead of just like nodding and like, that is so true. I'm so in touch with what you were saying to me (laughs) about, I don't even, I I don't even know what, like cessationism. Yes, that's so true. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't know what it was talking about no none of us did and I think it is there are probably some of those things that a wise woman at some point looked at me and said those things to me and hoped that I would grab a hold of them and I just nodded my head and was like oh yeah Mm -hmm, yep and you know and so it's like I think it's it's why we have to continually be be aware of what the Lord's asking us to do and say and how he is you know how he wants us to share because some of that some of it will stick you know it may not be every good piece of advice that we give somebody albeit you know hopefully you know some of it will land, you know, if especially if it's rooted in who um, who Christ is, and you know, hopefully that is the stuff that sticks, not just all the other stuff that we say. But but at the end of the day, I think um, you know we just have to be available and ready, and be able to use what the Lord has given us, the experiences that we've had, to as we listen, to then be able to give some feedback and um, and just be able to encourage along the way. Because I think so so much of reaching back to the generation that's behind us, that's a little bit younger, is just about cheering cheering them on, like you said earlier, and just help them wrestle through those unanswered questions and the stuff that they're trying to figure out so yeah and I think too like refusing to be shocked in a way like Mm -hmm. you know so that if they get super vulnerable and they share something that you're like oh yeah Yeah. we don't just clutch our pearls and Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah and And try to conceal our outrage but uh like just sitting like okay yeah all right Mm -hmm. I remember the, oh yeah that you just have to kind of in some of those moments where it's like congratulations is not the appropriate response either because like you know like even when, I remember the first time that I had a when I was a girls minister that I had a teenage girl come up to me you know and just real honestly on a Sunday morning and just straight up look at me and say Mary Margaret like I just need you to tell I need to tell you something I'm pregnant you know and it was like everything in me like the normal reaction how I would normally react 
you know, to, mm-hmm. to a friend or a peer saying that to me was so different than how I had to respond to this girl in that moment. And I think we've just got to be aware of, of our actions and reactions and how, you know, there, I, I, some of it, like there is some shocking stuff out there. I mean, that's just like a real simple way to say it, but like, we've just got to be aware that like teenagers are going through hard stuff. College students are going through hard stuff. And like the more that we can just listen and hear them out and then pray about how to respond to it, I think mm-hmm. is, you know, the the better off they'll be and will be. And you know, the, the less shame that is then associated with what's going on so that the Lord can do the healing work that he needs to do in their lives, whatever it is that they're facing. 100%. Yes, so, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree. Good stuff. Well, Sophie, thank you so much just for for chatting with me today. I love all of the the variety of topics that we've covered. It's been <laughs> it's been vast. And for sure. And um, listen, I felt like Lifeway lacked a resource about pens, Mary Margaret. And okay. I the Lord impressed upon my heart that that is what we needed to to make sure we settled today. You, you will so. be our source for pen knowledge. <laughs> Everybody has a calling. Yes. I'm just grateful that's mine. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm grateful that I got to glean from your wisdom today when it comes to pins. So. Well, I listen, I appreciate you talking to me and I love talking to you and mm-hmm. I just I love seeing what you're doing and how the Lord is using you and that place that he has you. And so keep on keeping on, sister. Yes, ma'am. I will. I will. And, you know, I just um, for you guys that, have, that are listening today, um, if you're still listening, um, hopefully you are. Um, and, you know, maybe you've gone to Amazon to shop for some pins, but I hope that you will consider picking up Sophie's um, journaling devotional all in all that you will take a look at it and just think of the women in your lives um, who could just use some encouragement, you know, and could use a word from the Lord and maybe a creative way. And I hope that this might be something that you would use with them and for them or even for yourself, wherever you may be. And so, um, you know, at the top of the show, we mentioned Beth Morris new Bible study, the quest. And I, I just love how that, that without me knowing that this is where our conversation was going to go, like pairs so well, just in helping us be able to dig deep into the word and ask those hard questions of the Lord and just dig into what some of those unanswered things are. Um, so I hope you will at least um, take a look at Beth Moore's new Bible study, the quest as well. Um, we will see you guys next time on the Mark podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, tweet at me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It's a great way for other people who aren't listening yet to find us. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week.